0: meeting her. And that's saying a lot. Because that right there changed my life. But I didn't realize it was Jesus that sent her to me and me to her. My life changed because it needed a change.
1: Jesus was birthed on yesterday to bring us the gift of life
0: change. Change from the old to the new, from the dark to the light, from the death to life in Jesus Christ. Falling in love with Jesus. The best thing that ever happened. I mean, Let us just have a word of prayer. You guys have a It just, you know, it doesn't matter. The Lord's still here. So, no. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord for this this is the day that you've made it. We thank you for it. We rejoice in it. We're thankful, Father. As Sister Camille was calling on you from her heart, and she mentioned that we had made it through 2020, 21, and if it be your will, we'll go into another year 2022. We thank you, Lord, because we know that many did not make it. Lord, we lost so many in the last couple of years. Many have lost loved ones in the last few months. Many will lose loved ones this week, even this day. But God, your love is steadfast. Your love will never change. All the things that we look around and see in our lives, things pass, things come, things go. Buildings are built, they go down. Lives change, but God, you're you're the constant in our life. You never change. Your love will never change. And we thank you, Lord. You sent your love to us on yesterday, on Christmas Day. Your baby son, Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you for the birth of Christ. But, God, we also thank you for his suffering and his death on that cross. We thank you for salvation today. And that's why he came. We thank you today. This is the day that you made. Bless us even in this day. Bless us, your word. Bless the hearts of these Your people have your way. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, you can be seated in my, I, I, I've come to uh, just find out a minute ago that 41 to 46. In this book of Matthew, Matthew, the writer of this book was Levi, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus Christ. He was the tax collector, and being a tax collector, he was accustomed to keeping records. And when you read the book of Matthew, he's he is given us a record of the life of this man, Jesus, in the sense that Jesus would be the coming king is the first chapter of the book of Matthew starts out with the genealogy of Jesus Christ, tracing him back to David, the king, and all the way to Abraham. So he's letting everybody know, Jesus has the legal right to be king. Mm -hmm. But when we get uh, to this lesson that we're in now, he has done most of all his ministry, he has entered into uh, Jerusalem, and He has finally, after three years, declared himself to be the Messiah. And so in this chapter that we're looking at, chapter 22, Jesus has gone through and he has uh, chastised some of the religious leaders, the Sadducees and the
1: Pharisees. They have come to him to trick him, to test him, uh,
0: asking him questions that uh, they thought he would not be able to answer and in the beginning of this chapter we see where the sadducees have asked him a, a silly question about marriage you know in the in the in the resurrection because remember the sadducees didn't believe in a resurrection right they didn't believe in angels they didn't believe in the afterlife they didn't believe in anything spiritual so they asked him a question because they in their minds there's no other afterlife and so their question was if a man marries a woman and he has a bunch of brothers, and that woman, and, and the man dies, and his brothers take on, you know, because when you die, your brother would take your wife. And she, because somebody had to support the woman. So all these brothers die. So their question is, in the resurrection, whose wife will she be? And Jesus says, you bunch of hypocrites. And he tells them something. He says, you do err not knowing the power of God, nor the scriptures. So two things: you don't know the scriptures, and you don't know the power of God. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. How knowing the scriptures is so very important. And so we're going to look at that. So then the, the Pharisees they got their little questions as well. And so the Pharisees ask him a question about taxes.
1: So,
0: so they bring him a coin. Look at the coin. Okay. Well, here's what they say. They say, uh, Master. Is it o oh, is it good to pay taxes to Caesar? And Jesus says, "People, you know, give me a coin." They give him a coin. He says, "Whose face is on it, and whose inscription is on the coin?" Caesar. He says, "There's your answer. Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar, and unto God the things that are God." So that's real simple. So by the time we get here, now the Pharisees are surrounding him. And this is where we're going to start in verse 41. Verse 41 says, "Then uh, Let's see, are we there? Okay, you're there. Good. Verse 41 says, Then surrounded by the Pharisees, Jesus asked them a question. I'm just going to read to verse 46. And he says, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? They replied, He is the son of David. Jesus responded, then why does David, speaking under the inspiration of the Spirit, call the Messiah, my Lord? For David said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David called the Messiah, my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? No one can answer
1: him. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions.
0: May the Lord had a blessing to the power of his word, to our hearts. So, well, let's just take a quick look at those verses. So, after those two attempts to trap him, now he comes back at them and says, now I got something to ask you. And this is where we pick it up in verse 42. So, his first question, two questions. First question is, what do you think of the Messiah? So this is a question. And you know, we all have questions in our minds. You know, who God is. And I think we we before we got saved, we had our ideas about who God was. We saw churches and we saw people going to church and we knew there was a God. But we never really studied the idea because we were we just didn't know. It. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Right? So, what do you think of the Messiah? and this is, so now he's narrowing the book. not just what do you think, but whose son is he? So that's the first question, whose son is he? And they gave him an answer. He is the son of David. Now remember, this is the book of Matthew. Matthew is focusing on David as the the king who was the king of all the, 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 he was the king of of whom all the other kings were compared. So he's the son of David. And we know that's true because the first verse in this chapter, or in the book, is the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And it says he's the son of Abraham, son of David. So they were correct. The only problem was not just that, they, that the answer was correct, but what was Jesus really after.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So he answers the questions. They're looking at the answer from a religious perspective. Standpoint. Mm-hmm. This is all about religion for them. These are the Pharisees. Remember the Pharisees and Sadducees? They were all about religion or politics. Mm-hmm. So this is all about religion. So, in their answer, see, remember something. He's asking them about the Messiah. They don't know that he's the Messiah. Right. So when he asks them the question, what about what do you think about the Messiah? And then he says, Whose son is he? So the answer that they give was the best answer they knew under the circumstances because all they were thinking about was the political aspect of it. Because they knew that he he would be the ruling king, a son of David. Mm -hmm. Jesus, however, turns this whole thought process in a totally different direction. And he, he takes them back. He takes them back to the 110th Psalm, which we're going to go there in a minute. Because in the 110th, because that's where he got this, this is where he got this verse from, where it says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. So we're going to go there in a minute. But before we get there, there was nothing wrong with their answer. Their answer wasn't incorrect. It was just not complete. So the Sadducees asked him, of course, about about heaven. I mean, about marriage, not heaven. About marriage. It reminds us of what Jesus' answer to them was. He says, you do err not knowing what? The scriptures. Mm -hmm. And that's the same condition that we find ourselves in. Until you come to the knowledge of Christ. We err because we don't know the word. And even after we become Christians, we err because we don't know the Word. And remember, studying the Word is not just reading it. Mm -hmm. We can't just be readers of the Word. 2 Timothy 2.15 says what? Study. It actually says be diligent Mm -hmm. that you might end up rightly dividing is how King James puts it. But I like what New Living says, correctly explaining Because you need to know not just what it says up here. You can recite it and know all about what how it's worded, but what does it mean? And you don't get that from just looking at it. Mm -hmm. Because remember, the Word of God is not just a novel. It's not a history book. It's not a science book.
1: That's right.
0: The Word of God is what Living. living.
1: Yes,
0: it's alive. And if, 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 if its life has to be in you. The, the only way you can interpret the spirit of God's word is by his spirit living in you. Right. So if you are not understanding the word, you need to say, Lord, I don't get this. Maybe the problem is that you need to go back to what the word says about being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's right. Amen. I'm preaching now. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Filling, with it, filling you with the Holy Spirit means giving you the light and it gives you the uh, ability to understand his word. Because the, the scripture talks about the natural man. It says the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit. It's foolishness. it's foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Why? Because they're spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned means understood in a spiritual light. Amen. So studying God's word is very important. But let's get back to this lesson. It says, Whose son is he? And I I used for a title today, what of the Messiah? Whose son is he? Mm -hmm. But then I thought about another way to word this. Who's the father? What that reminds you of? Jerry Springer. You are the father. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the father? Because Jesus didn't ask them this for
1: nothing.
0: Right. He's not just making conversation here. Because remember, their answer was not, like I said, it was there's nothing wrong with the answer. The answer was right. But there's ancestry, mm-hmm. there's bloodline. Mm-hmm. You got all kinds of Jesus when you think about it, yeah. When we look into yesterday, Christmas Day, who was his father when he came to earth? It was Joseph. Yeah, he wasn't his blood father, but he was his stepfather, and he raised him. Mm -hmm. You can't say he's not his father. Mm -hmm. On earth, that was the closest father that he had. And for many people out here, we know that a lot of people didn't have fathers. My wife didn't have a father. Mm -hmm. So the only father figure she had was a father figure. It was a friend of her mom's. And so we have father figures. We have mentors. We have different ones that fill the bill. Joseph, So Joseph was one father. And we know that, the, that, that when he looked at 1-1 of Matthew, it says father, he says a, a son of Abraham and David. Why Abraham? Because Abraham was the father of all these religions. Yeah. But look what Jesus calls himself. He says I'm the son of man. <laughs> you will see Jesus refer to himself as the son of man more than any other, other type. What does he mean by the son of man? Well we know it's a messianic title You get it out of Jeremiah and Ezekiel But what he's really saying I'm the son of Adam mm-hmm. Now not by blood though I mean not, not, not by, by By seed But, but right. through his mother mm-hmm. You see he had to be human But he couldn't come through Adam right. Right. So he did come Through Mary And so in Luke you see Mary's genealogy Alright? So all these types, who's his so who is what was it? Whose son is he? So he was all of them. He was Joseph's son. He was a descendant, the son of David, son of Abraham, son of Adam. But and he calls himself son of man. That's son of Adam. But now John says something. John one one, and I didn't give you that one, but you know we all know. What John one one says what? Well, John, John one one is this genealogy from be, from before time began. In the beginning, In the beginning was the Word. Mm-hmm. The W O R D. The W is capitalized, it's a proper noun word. Mm-hmm. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. Uh-huh. The Word was God. Yes. So who's his father? Okay, now you're going way somewhere else <laughs> whose son is he and so I like to look at him who's, who's the father mm-hmm. alright now as a parent thing I call it a parent thing because I want to go somewhere with this I'm going to come back to this but you know when we look at God we serve a God of relationship
2: Yes, Amen.
0: when you start looking at Jesus as the son uh-huh. and God as the father that's relationship mm-hmm. Jesus, when he was here, he would say, What? Well, I always do what my Father tells me to do.
2: Amen. That's right.
0: Amen. Relationship. Mm-hmm. And with relationship, there's purpose. Right. We see back in the Garden of Eden, where God made man in his image. And then when he saw when, when 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 he noticed that man was alone, there was no being like man. He says, "We're going to make a woman." And he takes up him from his rib and makes him a woman. Relationship, the man and the woman. Yeah, there you have the most the the, the on earth the greatest relationship there is: husband and wife relationship. We serve a God of relationship. Sister Camille was mentioning that this morning. He's a god of relationship. He told, he said, "Now this is bone of my bone yeah. and flesh of my flesh." Enoch was the first one you see in those genealogies in Genesis where uh, there's a, a righteous man that came along. Everybody else, it was this man lived. He lived so many years and he had so many kids and then he died. So it's almost like a long line of obituaries. Until you get to Enoch. And then it says Enoch was 65 years old. He bore Methuselah at age 65. And at that point, it says he walked with God for 300 years. He's walking with God. Relationship. Yes. It was such a good relationship, that what? God took him away. That's a relationship. That's what I'm trying to do right there. I'm trying to walk with God the rest of my day. When we look at how God destroyed the earth, He destroyed the earth, but He left one what family? Yes,
1: He
0: did. God's a God of relationship. He's a God of families. When He instituted the covenant with Abraham, this was a relationship between Him and Abraham, and we saw how Abraham recognized that relationship. We just got through talking about the fifteenth chapter of of Genesis, right? When he calls God Lord God Almighty, he's calling him Jehovah Elohim. I mean, uh, no Jehovah Adonai. Mm -hmm. Amen. Jehovah Adonai. Jehovah is the is that part of God that He is self-existent. Yes. The Adonai is master or Lord. That what Lord and master. Is is, is It's master-servant type relationship. Mm -hmm. This is what he recognized. This is not no ordinary God. I'm used to these other gods. I can just tell them what to do. I can make them look like I want them to look like. Mm -hmm. But this God is real. And he recognized God as a relational God who cares for me. When Moses was given the assignment in the wilderness to build the the tabernacle in the wilderness, there was that part behind the veil that had the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. It had the mercy seat. And what God calls it was a place of meeting. This is where men that wanted to be near to God would go and meet with God. Because even in their sinfulness, even though they were disobedient and rebellious and hard-headed, he still wanted to meet with them. And he made the place of meeting. It was called the tent of meeting. God always wanted relationship. He always wanted family. But instead of relationship, what do we tend to do? We want religion. We kind of lean toward religion. What, is I, what do I mean by religion? Well, when you think about religion, there's three R's in religion. Rights, rules, and rituals. That's religion. And all for the purpose of what? Making our way to our way to get to God, to please God our way. We saw that back in the garden, not in the garden, but back in the book of Genesis, when God gave gave Eve a woman, she had a son named Cain, and he had another, they had another son named was Abel. And remember that, okay, this goes back to Genesis. Where am I here? Let me see here. Chapter four, the fourth chapter of Genesis, the third and fourth chapter, where they talk about the offerings. Maybe you can pull that up for me real real, real quick there. Well, actually, I have it. It says in verse 3, it says, In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the the ground to the Lord. Verse 4 says, Abel also brought of the firstborn of the flock uh, and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not have respect for, for, for Cain's offering. Why? Because you read the words that I just read. It says, when did, when did Cain bring his offering? He didn't bring his first fruits. He says he brought it in the process of time. Wow. In other words, he brought it, you know, he, he took over all his other business, right. and somewhere along the way, when he had some time, he brought God his. Yeah. Wow. But look at Abel. Abel brought what? The firstborn. Soon as they were born, he presented it to God to God. That's what God requires of us. That's what worship, that's worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first uh, commandment in the law was a, was a commandment to worship. Thou shalt have no other what? Gods before me. Because we're talking about worship. Because worship is relationship. Worship is relationship. It's me and my God fellowshipping, coming together in unity, with one mind. So let's get back to the text now. Get back to the lesson. Looking at verse 43 and 45. So 43 says Jesus responded, Then why does David, speaking under his spiritual spirit, call the Messiah my Lord? For David said, The Lord said to my Lord Sit in the place of honor in my right hand Until I humble your enemies beneath your feet Now this is a question for you David Is speaking Of the Messiah Uh Wait a minute How is he speaking to the Messiah And the Messiah is not born yet Right So what are we talking about here? How can he be talking about somebody that's not there? Prophecy. He's speaking in a prophetic sense, a prophetic voice about the one who would come. Now, what we're looking at, when you read this in in the 110th Psalm, verses 1 through 7, I'm going to read 1 through 7. We're looking at, in those verses a conversation between jehovah and Adonai in heaven this is a spirit this is in the spirit he's saying this remember this is between god and god between god and god because you look what he said he says the lord said to my lord sit in the place of honor at my right hand He's on the throne. His right hand. Is, this, this is the same thing that that uh Philip, well not Philip, uh, who was the one that that, uh, the that got no that got stoned to death. Stephen. Oh, Stephen. Stephen. Stephen, was when he got stoned, he was, he looked up and he saw God. Mm-hmm. And he saw Jesus standing at his right hand. That's right. Amen. And that's what he said. He said he said, he stay here at my right hand. Until time come. Thank you, God. He says, the Lord will so let's look at some of these verses because actually I haven't read these verses. So let's read, let me read a few of these verses. Verse one, okay, so we just read verse one. Verse two: the Lord will extend your powerful kingdom from Jerusalem. You will rule over your enemies. When you go to war, your people will serve you willingly. Your people will serve you willingly when you go to war. What does that talk about? That's talking about the saints. Those that are serving him willingly when he goes to work. Remember the Bible says that he I think it was in the book of Jude where he says he comes with ten thousands of his saints. That's us. But when he said I think I already told you this. When he said the Lord Said to my Lord. Those words are Jehovah said to my Adonai. So let let me see here. Let's see here. So there's three things that I wanted to show you about those verses. The father rewards his son with three things. The first thing was a kingdom. We still talk about relationship, mm-hmm. right? We still talk about relationship because the, there's this father and son thing, and it's not just the father. There's not any ordinary father and son. It's the father of God mm-hmm. and His yes. Son Jesus. Yes. Amen. And He rewards. He's the one that gives the gives. Jesus. Remember, Jesus says, uh, 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 "I have the
1: keys." Yes, yeah, so
0: that, that's, that's right. I got the keys. See? So he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou my let's see, verse two. Verse three, when you go to war, your people will serve you willingly. So he presents him with a kingdom. And then in 3B, the the the, the second the, the second half of the that third verse, he says, You are arrayed in holy garments and your strength will be renewed each day like the morning dew. The Lord has taken an oath and will not break his vow. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So he gave him a kingdom, and now he's giving him an eternal priesthood. Now remember, Jesus was born of the tribe of Judah. That's not the priestly tribe. The priestly tribe was the tribe of Levi of Aaron yes. it was called the neuronic priesthood but he's telling him I'm going to give you an eternal priesthood yes. a king and a priesthood at the same time
1: mm-hmm.
0: what does that remind you of Woo. doesn't that remind you of 1st Peter he tells us the same thing he says you are a royal priesthood
1: mm-hmm.
0: yes. Holy yes. we're a chosen we are a royal priesthood mm-hmm. That means we're royalty, and we're part of the priesthood. Which means we have we have the right, and ability, and privilege to intercede between God and man. Right? I call it responsibility, but it's also privilege. Yes, amen. We're the ones that are coming back with the King to conquer ten thousands of his saints. Means just, just an un- 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 unnamed number. It's a lot of us. A lot of us. Now how does that work? He says because you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Mm -hmm. Now do you know who Melchizedek was? We know. So Melchizedek, remember, he was the king of Salem. Mm -hmm. And a priest. Mm -hmm. And remember what it says about Melchizedek. It says he had no father or mother and he had no beginning of days nor end of days so he's this mysterious character in the book of Genesis but God says I'm going to give you an, a, a, an eternal priesthood after him not after Aaron because those priests right. were, 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 were they had faults yeah. every high priest before he could take sacrifice and offering from everybody else he had to clean himself so they were, they, were, they were just men yeah. but this priest is a, remember in the book of, of uh, Hebrews remember the book of Hebrews the theme of the book of Hebrews is better mm-hmm. right. Jesus is better he's better than Moses yeah. he's better than Abraham he brings us better a better sacrifice he's a better high priest and we have a better what? Covenant yes, yes, yes. The covenant that we're under is called the new covenant We're not under the Mosaic, we're not under Abraham We're under the new mm-hmm. And the, the only reason we call it the new is because there's an old mm-hmm. and, but, but if you didn't have the old you wouldn't have the new And remember there was nothing wrong with the old right. It was holy right. The Bible says that the law is holy There's nothing wrong with it What was the problem? Us mm-hmm. Uses, we was the problem So he gives him a kingdom, he gives him an eternal priesthood, and finally, he gives him the authority to be a victorious warrior, a conqueror. And so, why is this all so important to us? We're still talking about relationship. We're still talking about relationship. So, back to the theme whose son is he? or like I like to put it, who's the father? And that question all of us that know the Lord we know who his father is the only father we can turn ourselves with is his father was God yes as he had a relationship with his father and as his father rewarded him with a kingdom, a priesthood and the ability to have victor- victory over the enemy, we are like-minded. We are in the same vein in that we are also called what a what does first Peter say? We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation and a peculiar people. Yeah. And so because of who we are, and we see how God rewarded his son because of their relationship, we find out. That our father, we, we may not be rich. We may not have a lot of money. You know, we may be even struggling in this life. But I tell people, I, ain't, I you know, I'm not rich, but my father is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> my father owns it all. Yes, he owns a cattle on a thousand hills you, I'm not worried about anything. I'm like like Martin Luther King says, I'm not worried about anything. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, Lord. Because my eyes have seen. The glory of the Lord. Amen. Yes. Yes. So we are... So, so, you know, I wanted to talk about this this whole idea of relationship because we're headed into a new year. And, you know, you know people are still wondering how am I going to make it? That's right. People are still just puzzled. There's still many questions mm-hmm. in their minds. They don't see solutions. My niece... I tell him talked to my son this morning. My niece moved out of the country. She says I'm am sick of this country. I'm sick of the politics. I'm sick of the manias. I'm sick of the, the, the I'm sick of all these crazy people. She left. She sold her house and moved to, to another country. Yeah. Wow. And you read, and I was listening on the news that a lot of people are doing that. They're leaving. Yeah. Because it's too crazy. And I I, I can't say that I don't believe. Them. I say the Lord ain't told me to move, so I'm not <laughs> going anywhere. But you know. But for the, for, you know, we're approaching a new year. that the Lord willing, we'll see in 2022. And when we get ready to go into 2022, we want to go in with a lease on life that is hopeful. Yes. And we want to present hope to everybody. that we come in contact because it's full of hopelessness. Yes, that's true. Doom and gloom. That's the, that's the order of the day. The news is the same thing every day. The numbers are going up, not down. After two years and after all this money spent on vaccines, the numbers are going up and not going, not going down. So for some people, that looks like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't, I don't know. You know, she Because she says, I can't go anywhere. You, know, you don't know whether to put on a mask or don't put on a mask. Right. You don't know whether to stay indoors or go out. To, you don't know what to do. Right. Too much confusion. But there's hope. Amen. Hope in God Always. We put our hope in the Lord And that's the—that's what makes the difference Between us and the world Am I on time? I, I'm, up. I'm past the time
1: <laughs>
0: Am I how many minutes? Five minutes? We're
1: taking the Ten minutes? No <laughs> He said nuh-uh <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: We got all Hope. <laughs> hope in God. Proverbs says what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. All your yes. ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. He will open doors and no man can close. He will give you comfort yes. when you can't find it around you. He's the one that says he, he'll give you a uh, it will give you beauty for ashes, yeah. the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaven. Oh God, thank
1: you. Jesus.
0: He's our comforter. We yes, talked about the power of the day. He's our comforter. Yeah. Nahum. Nahum's name means comfort. He's our comfort. Yes. Especially those right now in this season who lost loved ones. For various reasons, you know, it could have been just age, but we lost loved ones and it hurts. God, the God of relationship, knows that we have hurts because of our relationships, and so Jesus was here, and He understands how we feel, and because He was here, He is able to comfort us with the comfort where we that He would, you know. Amen. He's our comforter. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. And we learn that He's our provider. We don't have to worry trust in the Lord. He will provide. He's our, he's our way maker. He's our miracle order. He's our what? Promise keeper. He's our light in the darkness. Our God. That's who he is. Amen? God bless you. Anybody need prayer
2: today? Praise
0: God. I know, keep in mind a uh, young, um, young brother was supposed to come and visit us friend of mine. Uh, Today, him and his wife, but he called, he texted me this morning that he didn't feel well. So his name is, guess what his name is? Warren. (laughs) So actually, it's funny because he's, we're part of this group. The the church has a a meeting on Thursday, Tuesday night, and there's three Warrens that come on Mm -hmm. of all the names, right? God bless you. God. I love the word of God,
2: and I love to hear Pastor Warren share the word of God. Amen. Yes. The depth of knowledge and, and love for Jesus and for the people of God is just such such a blessing. He, he comes from a place of deliverance where God has brought him from a mighty long way. If you ever hear his testimony, he share how God raised him up and how God has made ways and and what God does for one, he'll do for the other. God is no respecter of person. You know, he He asked the question, Jesus asked him the question, uh, you know, who who is God's son? You know, what's his name and so forth. And, and so here as we enter into 2021, 2022, uh, the question is, who's your father? I would imagine that everyone that's sitting here in the sanctuary can say, God is my Father The Lord Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior The blood of Jesus God wants us to preach to the choir But not only to the choir That's why he's blessed us With these platforms of Facebook Live and Zoom and Instagram Or whatever it may be Because there's people all over the country And all over the planet Just dialing in to different worship services Because there's a hunger and a thirst there's an emptiness inside, there's a void that needs to be filled and only the spirit of God can fill that, so the question is uh, who is your father and who do you want your father to be going into 2022 so if you're in the sound of my voice today wherever you may be if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior if you can't say for assuredly from your heart that God is my father that be like David said even when my mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. He said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He is my father, He's our Father. He, he's my, my heavenly daddy, He takes care of me. So if anyone is hearing and has heard the message today, take it to heart. We don't know what tomorrow is going to we know who holds tomorrow. This year and the last two years have seen so many people go on the other side. I have an internment to do at the cemetery, the Veteran Cemetery this Wednesday. We don't know where death is, but I tell you what, we do know where life is, and life is in Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. And so if you're in the sound of my voice and you don't know Jesus Christ right where you are. If you would just bow your head and ask the Lord Jesus. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, come into my life. I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you. But I've heard and I've understood that your son is Jesus Christ. And he came and he died on an old rugged cross for the sins of the whole world. So, Father, I take all of my sins and all of my transgressions and I lay them out before you today asking you, God, to forgive me. And from this day forward, Lord Jesus, show me how to walk with you. Show me how to talk with you. I commit my life to you on this day. On this day, Lord. Come into my heart. Come into my mind. Lead me in God. And I'll serve you the balance of my days. In the name of Jesus, amen. And so, if you prayed that prayer today, welcome to the family of God. Amen. Why don't we just give a Lord a hand Says, free is free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Is that right, Pastor Matthew? That's right. Amen. Why don't we praise the Lord for a moment? Amen. As we prepare to dismiss, why don't we stand on our feet and on our feet. <laughs> and, uh, amen. As we just give God a little praise as we prepare to leave our spirits. Amen. Jesus is real, I know
1: the Lord.